Wanna hear the door open? Whoa! We don't hear that every day. Say we're not drunk as you suppose. Quick draw, McDraw. We're ready for you. Jesus. <laughs> that was a real sober, religious, and dry and dead time today. If you don't want to listen to that, so don't don't even check it out. www.joelsbar.tv. like Egypt just kind of building some sandcastles and some pyramids with our praise and worship time a lot of strange fire and self-effort and voodoo doo-doo <laughs> not really saved yet but we're really something in our own eyes you know Anybody know the difference between Jezebel's light and Elijah's light? No. Twelve people in the whole planet. That's all right. Hallelujah. It's the difference between the light of the stars and the light of the morning star, or the light of the Lamb on the throne. See, salvation, according to Jesus Christ in the red letters, was a different light spectrum. Jesus Christ said, Beware that the light in you is not actually darkness. So religion is the light of Jezebel, but Jesus is the light of glory and freedom and favor and healing and abundant life. See, you can always tell what light a person's in by their freedom and by their abundant life and by their favor and by their joy and by their fruitfulness. The only problem is after we're born again is we go into bondage to the light of Jezebel that pretends to be Christianity. That's literally the only thing wrong with the entire world. Because once the Christians get into the light of Elijah, it's game over. Because we're not getting ripped off by the light of Jezebel anymore. You know, We're not serving the fallen angels pretending to be Jesus, the angel of light that deceives. We're not serving the religious familiar spirits in our brain around leading, leading us around like a carrot on a stick, you know, and our hearts are sick from our hope being deferred because nothing's ever happened and we're just so bound up in the false prophet, you know. I mean, the false prophet's a major deal in Christianity because it's all the prophylying of the flesh realm of one-third of the angels that fell from heaven, Satan's stars. So it's all the light of the natural realm. Gee whiz, that's a lot of false prophesying. I know. Yeah, but when you're in Elijah, it don't matter because it's 600 to 1 and we're one in Christ and we're one in the spirit of Elijah. I mean, it is overkill. The issue is just getting out of your paranoia and having a Holy Ghost Prozac smoothie. You know? Because the joy of the Lord's our strength. Because when you're serious and I can see how bad the situation is and yeah, you know, it's everyone's deceived. Everyone is deceived. I mean, my God, that's what the earth realm is. It's the valley of the shadow of death. And we're not the only ones that's right in occult and elitism because we have secret knowledge. Oh my God, get a life. The more revelation you have, the more woke up you are from the realm of the dead, sleeping in religion. Religion's what makes you dead. Jezebel, the magic arts, are what make you dead. <laughs> it's Elijah that awakens you. 
truth anyhow. How did the first coming of Jesus Christ happen? By Elijah in the river. He got him in the river. How does the second coming of Jesus Christ happen? The river of life. You're all awakening to the spirit of Elijah, which is the river of life coming out of your bellies. Springs and rivers out of your innermost being. John 7.38, Amplified Classic. For those who believe, the problem is, is when you're practicing magic arts, you're pretending to believe. You're like real hyper-spiritual and real, you know, false prophetic. And it's like a lot of works and stuff. And the magic show looks terrific on God TV, but it's not actually the kingdom of heaven. It's not. It's mixture at best. It is. You haven't seen the kingdom of heaven yet. No, we haven't. No. The kingdom of heaven is when the glory realm comes on a region and everyone is caught up in the same encounter and you got 200 million people saying the same thing happened to them. That's the kingdom of heaven. You haven't seen the kingdom of heaven. It's true. The great awakening of the end times in this mighty wave is the kingdom of heaven. <laughs> and we're all like in our little individual boxes of our minds of what we see as right and what we you know, see as you know, truth. We all got our own little revelation, and we cherish it, and that's good, you know, but then it's time to come into the unity of the faith of the kingdom of heaven, where there's one king on the throne, and he's surrounded by 24 other kings on 24 other different thrones, according to Revelation. So it's like, what do we do with that? He's only one king. No, it's a royal priesthood. Everyone that's in the kingdom that ministers out of the order of Melchizedek from the gold altar before the Father is a king and a priest. In fact, that's the seed line you're born again of. And if you grow your spirit up into full spiritual stature and yield your flesh constantly to your spirit, you'll participate with all the works of Christ. And it'll be Christ in you doing the works. So no one can boast, saying, Oh, I'm such an amazing apostle. I'm such an amazing prophet. Look at all my prophesying. Look at how accurate I am. And you just, you're showing everyone how accurate you are. And six years ago, you know, in all of your blogging, you got one little sentence right of some headline in a newspaper that a four-year-old could have predicted. You know, and it's like, whoa, validation. I'm a real prophet. Let everyone believe in me. You know, Jesus Christ is in your belly, and he's the senior prophet of all prophetics. You know, it's like, what did Jesus say to Moses? I wish that all my people were prophets. Everyone in the kingdom of heaven is prophetic. Everyone in the kingdom of heaven prophesies. Prophesying is interpreting the divine will. Not my will, yours be done. The moment you start getting into the Father's will and getting over your stubborn will of what you want to do in your selfishness is the moment you start getting prophetic. Because it's the interpretation of the divine will that is saying, I lay my life down and I'm going to let God cut my heart, called the circumcision of my heart, so that the kingdom of heaven can flow out of my belly and I'm not living for myself anymore. I'm living for Christ in me, the kingdom within me. And the more and more you do that and the more and more you lay your life down and you're consistent in your practice of righteousness, the more your mind gets renewed so that you have the abilities of God. Healing the sick, raising the dead, driving out demons, <laughs> and cleansing lepers. And that's mostly what we do every day, is just cleanse lepers. And we do drive out a lot of demons, and we raise a lot of dead people that could swear to God with their weeping and gnashing of teeth that they're alive, but are in fact dead in the light of Jezebel. 
You know, and it's shocking and horrifying and it's offensive that you wasted 50 years in religion serving the false light spectrum of the fallen angels, but it's the truth anyhow. And just get over it, you know, get over your pride and get over all your wasted days and start over in the glory realm. You know, really, you'll get happy instantly. You'll be on the Holy Ghost Prozac smoothies, and your whole family be blessed. Your, your wife will be happy. You'll never have an argument over finances again. You know, you just have more than enough, and the glory of God can bless you even greater than Obed-Edom, who's a type and shadow of Christians waking up to the kingdom of heaven within them. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, if you're a temple of the Holy Spirit, that means that the ark's in you. Is the ark in the temple? Not my temple. i got a black box of carrying around a religious devil in my spirit. Steals all the fruit out of my belly. You know, but I'm outwardly Christian. I practice rituals on Sunday morning, you know. And it's like, well, no wonder why you're a slave in Babylon the Great. You know? It's like you got to start with the solid rock. Amen? If we start with the shifting sands and we're soulish, of course we're not going to be kingdom people. We're not going to be real Christians. And when the storm comes around, they just go away with the world because they had never were real to begin with. You'll know them by their fruit. And Jesus Christ says that you'd be attached to the vine and bear fruit that lasts. You know, we, apart from me, you can do nothing. You know that? Gospel of John? Jesus Christ speaking? Apart from me, you can do nothing. Oh, but I can do something. Let me just get an impartation and then go build my ministry and look at me. I'll get a prophecy accurate once in a while. I tell you what, there's soothsayers here and psychics they are more accurate than y'all. Hallelujah. It's about obedience. <laughs> a lot of people want to look good in front of others by their prophetics, and I tell you what, most of it in Babylon the Great is soothsaying. The witch of Endor. Most of it. It is. How will you know? You'll know by the fruit, because when you get around with the fruitfulness of the love and the new wine and the glory and the joy, it's like they'll call it the devil. You're prophesying, but then when the fruit comes and starts dripping and dropping on you, you're like manifesting like a snake pit. What kind of prophetics is that that doesn't draw you closer to God? You haven't even begun interpreting the divine will of on earth as it is in heaven. You're still into like church buildings made by human hands. You're partners with the false prophet Jezebel that we're driving into the lake of fire and that's why there's so many people that manifest. It's true. <laughs> Jezebel is the Christian system that's in the false light spectrum of Satan's stars that fell from heaven. It's called every building made by human hands in the world. Masonic Christianity. Truth anyhow. <laughs> Hallelujah. Like, What's wrong with Freemasonry? What's wrong with religion? What's wrong with humanity? What's wrong with the curse of the fall? I mean, just about practically everything since our righteousness is filthy rags. I mean, there is not one thing right with humanity. Humanity is 100% reprobate apart from Christ. And we're like, no, I'm a good one. And I just trample his blood underfoot. I don't need to drink the cup of the new covenant. That's just for the crackheads like Brandon. The extreme cases. Well, you don't need salvation then. Every time Jesus Christ ministered salvation in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John in Revelation, it was a drink. Not even one exception of his evangelism, and obviously he's the fivefold, the fullness of the fivefold ministry. He's the evangelist, Christ the evangelist. And his evangelism was, what, have a drink? Oh my God, what are we doing? 
You know, it's time to get into smoke evangelism. You know, where the flesh can no longer minister by reason of the cloud and they're just getting high on the smoke of His glory. Like it says in Second Chronicles. And you want that chronic, you know. <laughs> you need to get high on the glory. You need to minister the smoke. You need to know Him in the high glory cloud. We've been doing Christianity in the flesh and calling it Christianity, but it's nothing less than blasphemy. Truth anyhow. Blasphemy is attributing to God what the works of the flesh are doing. It's the blasphemy of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is here as a life-giving spirit, the Bible says. The second Adam is a life-giving spirit. Okay, You're not filled with physical Jesus. You're filled with spiritual Jesus. Revelation 5-6, I saw a lamb looking as though it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God. Right here. God's sevenfold Holy Spirit, the menorah, the light of the holy place of your spirit. Amen. Burning up your heart, your inner court, and through your brain, your outer court, into all the earth realm. Now, the Holy Ghost is the only light here, and the Holy Ghost only leads you to Jesus. But how many of y'all know the fruits of the Holy Ghost are the evidence of salvation and the love and the joy and the peace of the tree of life growing up in your heart is what covers the nations and the leaves of that tree are the healing of the nations and we don't even put the fruit of the Spirit on a pedestal. You know? Why? Because it costs you your heart. The fruit is so small in churchianity that it's like we have to talk about something else. You are better off talking about prophetics. You're better off talking about signs and wonders, all this other stuff. But if you get into fruit, you'll realize fruit costs you all the soil of your heart, and it's the only thing the Father actually receives as worship. Your signs and wonders He doesn't receive as worship. Your miracles and healings He does not receive as spiritual worship. He only receives fruit through a sacrificed heart as worship. There is nothing of a higher, more mature state of Christianity than the fruits of the Holy Spirit. The fruits of the Holy Spirit produce the glory of God in your life. (laughs) Hallelujah. And we're looking for the gifts of the Spirit. We're looking for tongues, interpretation of tongues, and we're stuck up in Pentecostal denominations and doctrines, and we're stuck up in prophesying and all these things, but we haven't got into fruit yet. And that's why we don't know about the drunken glory, which is just having a lot of the fruit of love. I mean, that's what love is. Song of Solomon 5.1, be drunk with love. How much love do you have on your tree? I mean, that's the drunken glory. Obviously, it costs you your heart. And when you realize, yeah, that's the only way you get more of God is sacrificing more of you, and you just fall in love, and you have intimacy with the Godhead that births the Son of God in power, 33-year-old King of Glory, Jesus Christ, coming out of your belly, it's all worth it then. You know? There's the fruit of intimacy, you know? Just like between a husband and wife, when they're intimate, there's evidence by the birthing of a natural child that's symbolic of the birthing of the divine child by intimacy with the Trinity in your heart. You know? (laughs) People practice SSS, safe spiritual sex. You know? 
They're using protection from actual fruitfulness of their womb because there's no birthing of the Son of God. It's like they want the stimulation. They want all the impartation. They want to feel the presence, but they're not committed deeply in the depths of their heart to actually birth the kingdom. Isn't that the truth? That's why you just come around and, oh, this is the new thing. The drunken glory is the new thing. The new wave and it's cool and it's like you see 100,000 people turn over because they're not actually anchored into God the Father's heart. There's no genuine intimacy and sacrifice of their heart to birth the Son of God in power as the King of glory into the earth dimension and heal civilization. They're not willing to pay the price. They're just along with the next fad. Oh, it's so cool. Yeah, the drunken glory is so cool. We've seen a million people come and go. And only the ones that realize this is Eden remained. Because if you think it's anything else other than intimacy with eternity in you and the fruit of the tree of love, you're deceived. And the fallen angels will come and take you and they'll take you away because your heart was never involved. Practicing safe spiritual sex no birthing of the divine child. <laughs> just 50 years old, just wanting a stimulation. <laughs> just wanting a touch from heaven. Just wanting to feel good about themselves without actually sacrificing their hearts. And it's a deep word, and it's a, a word and a call of repentance. Amen? By the spirit of Elijah, so that you would have actual fruitfulness from the womb. Don't you know your womb is your spirit? Your rich treasury of glory? The place where you store up treasures in heaven? Out of your womb flows rivers and springs of the Holy Ghost. What is he talking about? My testes and ovaries? No! Talking about your spirit. Get over your flesh and let your five physical senses be glorified so that you can speak in the communication of the mature of wisdom building her seven pillars in your heart, so you can talk with the angels, so you can talk with your father like a spiritual adult, and you don't need to be 20 years old in Christianity and have your diapers changed. Amen? Milk is for the infants, and they're precious, but most of us should be teachers by now. And it's true, and there are many teachers here, and there are many of the fivefold here right now, and it's awesome. This is a very encouraging time for the body of Christ and for the leadership of the body of Christ and the fivefold ministers of the body of Christ and the apostles and the prophets of the government of the body of Christ because we're getting strengthened by throne room ministry. We're getting strengthened by throne room gemstone revelations. We're getting strengthened by the high priest and apostle of glory. We're getting strengthened by the sons of God and we're getting strengthened to a place where we can't back down in any area of our life to Jezebel. There are confidence in the kingdom of heaven and who our Father is and who the Lord Jesus is, is blazing through us like a menorah. And we don't back down to the intimidation of the evil one. We can be our glorified supernatural selves. 2 Corinthians 5.17 The new creatures in Christ. It's a new creature and it's a lot of different types of creatures too, but you're all after the seed of God. 1 Corinthians, what does it know? 1 John, you're born of the incorruptible seed of the Word of God that cannot sin. 
You're born of God's sperma. The word in Greek is sperma. And it's good to talk about the supernatural stuff in the white dove in the context of sexuality because if you're not in the white dove's purity, you're perverted inwardly. And you have secret sin, you'll be lusting after boys and girls and all this crap. So you need to bring this in the glory realm and you need to talk about this stuff openly. Otherwise, it's just hidden in secret. You know, and that's the, it'll get people so drunk because people want to pretend like they're pure outwardly and they're always lusting inwardly. So, I mean, you really need to proclaim the sexual stuff in the Bible. You know how many times the Bible talks about sex? I mean, it's everywhere. It's practically in every single book in the Bible. Yeah. I mean, and we're like too holy to talk about sex and we're like too holy to talk about money, you know, but those are the two things everyone wants because they're just religious. Religion is like outward piety without in any inward crucifixion or sanctification. Well, once you're crucified in your inner man, you're bold about all the stuff in the Bible because you got nothing to hide in there. You'll just proclaim it from the rooftop. I mean, like, you can judge whatever you want. I know there's rivers coming out of me. We're just going to wash you. And you will be exposed because you're pretending to be something in the flesh and nobody's anything in the flesh. You're only something in the Spirit because you're born of the Holy Spirit. Nobody is anything special in the flesh. I don't care what kind of gifts you have, what your IQ is. It doesn't matter. Jesus Christ, red letters, John chapter 6, the flesh counts for nothing. Not a zero zilch, but I put $100,000 into my brain. I know. That's why you're so defensive of the glory realm and you fight the Holy Spirit instead of fighting Satan. That's what's wrong with people. They're on the losing team. And you have to change your mind to be on the winning team of the kingdom of the Spirit of God and the kingdom of the Spirit of glory and the kingdom of the Spirit of grace. And God will embrace you. I mean, He'll meet you right where you're at. He's not judging you. He's not angry at you. He loves you perfectly the same no matter if you never change. He loves you. He just wants you to change so that you can be with Him with your whole mind renewed to have His ability. Jesus died on the cross to restore you to the glory of God. John 17, Father, give them the glory. Give them the glory. Give them the ability of the supernatural of the kingdom of heaven. So He can be the firstborn of many, raised from the dead, it is written. And He's not ashamed to call us His brothers and sisters, it is written. You're of His seed line now. You're born again, born of the Spirit and the water. Nicodemus, you're the teacher of Israel and you know not these things. Where are you leading these people to? You're leading them to Satan because you're not developing the royal power of the Holy Ghost in their hearts. And they think they're peasants instead of royalty. But the truth is your royalty and the false royalty of the flesh is peasants. They've ripped you off big time. And justice is coming. They know it. They know it. The demonic realm is known. That's why they've attacked us with wave upon wave of sickness, disease, poverty, lies, and magic arts and magic spells year after year, season after season, and we just slaughtered them every season for 20 years. No weapon formed against us could ever prosper. It's true. And we've conquered all of it, and it's made us stronger warriors in the glory realm. Who is the king of glory? You are! You're a king of glory. You're a prince of glory. You're a princess of glory. You're born of the spirit of glory. Of what kind of class of being are you born again of? The spirit of glory. I mean, what is being born again? 
It's being born of God. God is the light being. Hebrews chapter 1 Amplified Classic. Oh, is that New Age? New Age is just to get the Christians so paranoid they don't actually get into their inheritance. If you actually understood who you are in Christ, you'd be a million times more supernatural and spiritual than anyone in the New Age. They have nothing. I mean, the New Age is just darkness. You are the people of the glory. <laughs> and if people in the glory wake up to the ability of the glory and start releasing the rivers in the glory and loving everyone unconditionally, not that we're better than anyone, but that we're self-sacrificed to release our God upon everyone, then everyone in the world would have the tree of life dripping upon their flesh. And that's what's going to happen. It's called the manifestation of the sons of God. Millions of sons of God. I mean, this is the only thing God ever raised is sons. It's Jezebel that kept you technon-infants in Christ and never becoming huios, mature ones with government on your shoulders. Hallelujah. But we love slaughtering the magic arts of Jezebel pretending to be Christ. I love massacring the false prophets of the Jezebelic realm of Satan's stars that fell from heaven because the flesh counts for nothing, always has, always will, but your flesh will be buried inside of you as a spirit being, a spirit of glory, an angel-like son of God is what it says in Luke, and your flesh, you won't even realize you have flesh. You'll forget you have flesh. Adam and Eve didn't even know they had bodies until after the fall. The, the book of Adam and Eve says they were never aware of their physical nature until after they had given up the glory cloud. That's what the book of Adam and Eve says. And they believed the book of Adam and Eve in the first century to be true. Can you come to a place where your spirit is so built up on throne room revelation and throne room love of God the Father and Lord Jesus Christ that you have no awareness of your natural man and only of your spirit man and you encapsulate your body which is the armor of light and the force field of favor so that everyone looks at you they're seeing God because you're a son of God. That's what you're stepping into. That's what you're maturing into. And all along the way, the enemy lies into your brain and says, don't develop your spirit. Stay at that level. And here's the temptation. I'll give you a spouse. I'll give you some business success. I'll give you some stupid natural crap, some junk, so that you don't keep going and destroy all the works of the devil. You know? But we kept going, and now everyone's going to keep going because we're demonstrating, and everyone's starting to believe. And it's going to be a domino effect worldwide. And that's what we've been warring for this entire time, and we've broken through. It feels like the dawning of day in Minneapolis right now. What does the Bible say? Until the morning star rises in your heart and your day dawns. The dawning of day is when your spirit man completely takes over your flesh. And the flesh has no jurisdiction or power whatsoever over your eternal spirit being in Christ Jesus. So I bless you from the order of Melchizedek with the grace that's in my spirit today so that your spirit also can overcome your flesh and you can have perfect heaven on earth in the name of Jesus Christ. Partner with Red Letter Ministries, redlettermen.com. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen.